Hour number three is brought to you by Inward Half. You can support Tennessee athletes by going to thevolunteerclub.com and grabbing the everything polo created by Inward Half. Inward Half has elevated and transformed performance-driven apparel into fashion-forward statement pieces for the entire family. You can experience the comfort of their signature polos, outerwear, and other accessories. All you got to do is check them out online at inwardhalf.com, and you can look for them in your favorite pro shop, inwardhalf.com. So our guest today is one of the all-time favorites in Big Orange Country, and with good reason. I'm going to try to give a brief introduction, which is not easy because this dude has accomplished a lot. Hailing from Alpharetta, Georgia, he uh, knows a little bit about quarterbacking. Uh, He was part of the Vol football program from 2013 to 2016. Started a few games as a freshman and a sophomore. At the end of that sophomore season, was named MVP of the Tax Slayer Bowl in the Vols win over Iowa. Became full-time QB1 for the Vols in the next season, leading the Vols to two consecutive 9-4 and four seasons, a top-five ranking at one point of the 2016 regular season, and postseason wins over Northwestern and Nebraska in the Outback and Music City Bowl. Was named MVP of the Music City Bowl as well in that game. But he'll be most remembered for his end-of-game Hail Mary to Juwan Jennings in Athens, Georgia, leading the Vols to a signature win over the Dogs in 2016. Truly an iconic moment, not just for Vol fans, but college football fans in general. Also, tremendous student-athlete, possessing a perfect 4.0 GPA while majoring in aerospace engineering. All that resulted in being named a recipient of the 2017 Torchbearers Award, the university's highest honor for an undergrad. After moving on from Rocky Top, drafted in the fourth round of the 2017 NFL Draft by the Pittsburgh Steelers. From there, he's had additional NFL stops in Jacksonville, Cleveland, Tennessee, Detroit, Arizona, most recently Minnesota. He's also had stints as an NFL starter with the Titans, the Cardinals, and the Vikings. Was even named NFC Offensive Player of the Week in Week 9 of this season after a performance in the Vikings' last-minute win against Atlanta. He's a Tennessee legend, a top-shelf person as well. John and I are excited and appreciative to have him on the morning show. Listeners, join us in welcoming Joshua Dobbs. Hey, Josh. What's up? Good morning. Great introduction. How are you guys doing? We're good, man. Um, so, hey, thank you for joining us. Like I said, it's off season for you. So, tell us what you've been up to, and how soon you get back into the swing of training, or are you already in the midst of that again? All of that stuff. No, we got we got plenty of time to get back in the swing of training. Um, you know, the start of off season is for for the rest and the recovery from the season. You know, especially when you play a lot of snaps. Um, you know, your your body goes through a lot just week in and week out throughout the year. So it's just getting rested, rejuvenated, hanging out with the fam, you know, traveling a little bit, obviously paying attention to the playoff football um, that's going on. But, you know, just kind of enjoying the downtime, enjoying uh, a life without without the typical routine that you're used to um, for 11 months out of the year. And so, um, yeah, so it's, it's been good. Obviously, the season ended, you know, before we wanted to up in Minnesota. Um, but, you know, the second week of the offseason has been good, just getting rested and rejuvenated. Back from the season, obviously it was a crazy year, a lot of traveling, um, a lot of picking up and moving locations. So it's been good to have a chance to, to, to rest since then. And then uh, we'll probably start back getting back into a training regiment after the Super Bowl, and things will slowly ramp up throughout the offseason programming and to next season. But we got a long ways before that happens, so we'll, we'll, enjoy, we'll enjoy the free time of the offseason. 
Now, you may or may not remember this. You and I spoke on the phone a, a while back about your Torchbearer podcast, which we're going to talk a little more about in a few minutes. But just not too long after we spoke, um, you became a white hot topic in the sports news cycle. Uh, you were living through a lot. We were seeing you on feature pieces on NBC Sunday Night Football, Fox, Van Pelt, everywhere, it seemed. You were learning the names of your offensive squad and offensive play calling in Minnesota as you went in real time and starting at arguably the toughest position in the highest level of professional football. In the midst of all that, I mentioned it earlier, you performed at a high enough level to get an NFC Offensive Player of the Week award. They just obviously don't hand those out to anyone. That's a hell of an achievement. So load balancing comes to mind, but how did you handle all of that happening all at once? I mean, that was amazing. And uh, did you have any past experience that may have helped you manage that moment too? Man, I appreciate that. Yeah, it was... um... It was a tremendous year uh, professionally as a football player, man. Like a lot of really good accomplishments, a lot of tough situations, and excelling in them. So, um, no, it's definitely proud of it, and it was good to get the recognition um, as well. So, it was uh, it was a lot, you know. It was a unique story, a unique path, and I kind of accepted that journey last year as I uh, strove to to prove myself as a week week in and week out starter in the National Football League. You know, we're not drafting the first round, or the opportunities not just handed to you. Um, you gotta you gotta go go about your business a little bit different than the normal path. So um, yeah, I just you know kind of just took a day in day out. You know, accepted everything that came with the opportunities. Um, knew like what success and the attention that that would bring. And you know, with it all, being able to promote my story has been awesome. To be able to share it with you know other players, um, whether it's you know high schoolers, college players, or even other professional players that have been in similar are working for their opportunity to shine. Just show them that resilience um, that you have to have to be able to achieve those goals, man. It, w- it was good to be able to bring light to that. And obviously, you know, my time at Tennessee is highly documented. Everything I did from the classroom to on the field to in the community. So definitely juggling a lot of t- different aspects of life since college. And I think, you know, just being used to that in school, having to excel at a high level in a lot of pressure situations, I prepared me for everything that, you know, has been thrown my way at that professional level. Josh, I got to be honest, man. You owe me a couple dollars or a couple drinks next time you're in Knoxville because I was on the wrong side of that Falcons-Vikings game when you came in off the bench. I was on the Vikings man. money line and had to watch you go down the field with a minute left and, and no timeouts. It hurt watching one of my favorite players do that to me. I didn't know you were going to be playing. Man, that sounds like your fault, not my fault, my man. You gotta, you gotta be smarter, man. You gotta bet smarter. Josh Dobbs, as I said, he's from Georgia. What was the better time breaking Georgia's heart—the Hail Mary or the comeback in Atlanta in front of all those Falcons fans? Um, you know, probably, probably the Hail Mary. I got, I just have, you know, natural beef versus Georgia fans. You know, growing up in Atlanta, I did not grow up a Georgia fan, but I grew up a Falcons fan, right? So, um, going to Georgia, having the Hail Mary. Um, definitely was a huge moment. Obviously, being a Falcons fan and kind of being on the other side of it was really cool to grow up going to games at the Mercedes, excuse me, at the Georgia Dome, the old Georgia Dome, and then obviously watching the Mercedes-Benz Stadium being built and then having that performance on that field would definitely be extremely memorable. You know, the one that I love sticking it to the fans, though, is definitely the Hail Mary, without a doubt. Yeah, you know, now that I think about it, the fourth and seven scramble against the Falcons, they almost had you from behind. I was kind of like, get him, get him, get him. But then he ran. I was like, okay, good for Dobbs. 
But I will say the being in Sanford Stadium and watching the Hail Mary, it made up for it. For that pain you gave me on that Sunday, it was one of the best nights of my life getting to celebrate that win. 100%. 100%. Come on now. Um, hey, staying on that note, any other memories, I'm thinking from a UT perspective, um, obviously we, you know, we've talked about what happened in Athens and uh, it's one of the greatest memories I remember as a football fan, but any other memories that really stood out to you during your time as a quarterback in, uh, Knoxville? Oh uh, man, there's, there's a ton, you know, I think one of my favorites was my last game in Neyland, you know, against Missouri. And um, having a really good game out there and going out on a high note, um, you know, the, I think that the bowl wins were were very special. Bowl season then is completely different. It was completely different than what bowl season is now. Right. Um, you know, then you know the games were memorable and everyone was playing and you know you're playing for your school and the, representing your conference and just as a great way to send off whether it's the seniors or to have the. the Put the final note on the season, man. And so those those games, those experiences, they're extremely competitive, but they're also a lot of fun to be able to have that one last go around, whether it was guys leaving or myself, my senior year um, in the Music City Bowl in Nashville. So those are some of my favorite memories, like on the field, man. Like obviously, Florida coming and breaking the streak my senior year, man. Like there's there's so many tremendous memories on the field. I love though also is like the memories off the field, man. Like you become so close with those guys that you go to school with, um, that you work hard with, that you come in as an eighteen year old kid and you leave as a twenty two year old man man. Like you, you become you become very close knit with all those guys and you 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 form a lot of lasting bonds and memories both on the field, but obviously off the field, just in, you know, going to school every single day or, or memories around campus or memories around Knoxville and um, it's been great to be able to come back to Knoxville and share those memories with those guys, man. We're all when we're all in town, and uh, we got some big things planned for this offseason to get back together. And so it'll be good to see everyone again. Yeah, talking about those bonds now. You know, some of those teammates. It's not the offseason for them yet. You know, whether it be Jawan in San Francisco or or Reese Maven and Sutton in Detroit, and your your podcast co-host Trey Smith. You know, the Torchbears. He's still going, of course, with Kansas City, six straight conference championships. My God. Is there a yep. team you're rooting for? Is, is there a team you're rooting for to win the Super Bowl? Man, that is tough. I got a lot of guys spread out across the teams. I would say, I'll say though, I'll say though, once you get to this point, man, you're just hoping for good football, man. You're hoping everyone stays safe, watch good football. If I had to guess who would win, uh, I think whoever wins the AFC is going to win the Super Bowl. So obviously, I want Trey to beat uh, beat the Ravens, even though uh, our guy T has been doing a great job coaching for the Ravens, man. Um, so that'll be a good, good matchup. I think whoever wins that game will take home the Super Bowl. You you face two of these defenses, too, that are still alive with Baltimore and San Francisco. I mean, any uh, any thoughts on which one was tougher for you from your perspective as a starting quarterback? Um, you know, they're both really good, man. Like, we faced San Fran before they added Chase Young, so I know that's a whole nother, um threat that they have over there, but I mean, they were all already rolling. I think, you know, I think from a talent standpoint, I think um, San Fran might have the edge, but from just like an execution consistency or like overwhelming presence, I think Baltimore will have the edge. They play very different styles from a uh, defensive scheme perspective. Like San Fran is a more simplistic scheme and they let their talent of their players kind of excel. And then the Ravens, they have really good players too, 
they also try to overwhelm you with schematics and blitzes and tendencies and stuff like that. So if you're not ready, uh, which I mean at this point, like, everyone will be ready uh, for that. But still, they're extremely smart. I mean, if you're not ready, man, they'll, 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 they'll hit you in the back of the head uh, with their blitz packages and get you behind the sticks early. What type of uh, relationship do you have with Nico? Is there any type of mentorship going on there as he reached out to you? Uh, because, of course, you know what it's like to have to, to play the starting quarterback position here at the University of Tennessee. Man, without a doubt. I've been able to cross paths with him um, last year when he came on as official. And then we went we threw um, together this past last offseason, excuse me, about a year ago when he first got to campus with himself and Joe and uh, the other QBs. And it was good to be around him. I haven't uh, – I, there, there hasn't been a, a, a mentor type thing going, man. Like, I know he's been getting acclimated to campus. I've had the craziest season of my life, um, but there'll be time to be able to get down and get around the guys and, and hang out with them at some point this off season. And so, yeah, it'll be good to to cross paths, man. Like, I, I was impressed with what I saw in the bowl game. I think the future's bright. He's gonna be a dynamic player, and it's good to see his growth. You know, just from coming into campus or, or the first game out there. Um, against Virginia at the start of the year and how well he played um, in the bowl game at the end of the year, man. So I think the sky's the limit, man. I'm happy for for him as as a person, as a player, man. I'm excited to see where he takes our balls to. Well, I'm going to do the job then. I'm going to be the middleman. Josh, what's one piece of advice you would give Nico, the biggest thing you would tell him about being the starting quarterback at the University of Tennessee? The biggest thing I'll say is just have fun. Like Being a starting quarterback at UT is everything you dream of, from the opportunity to play the game you love to being out there and the best experience best atmosphere in college football to being in the best college uh, town in college football, man. There's so, there's so many great things that come with uh, being the quarterback and, you know, obviously the pressure on you, the expectations on you, there's, there's a lot from, from fans and your teammates and at the end of the day yourself. Um, and so just embrace it all, man. Have fun with it. Enjoy every aspect of it and go out, trust yourself as you will and just play good football, man. It's very simple. It's the same game you've been playing forever. So have fun with it every time you get a chance to go out there and, and perform on that stage. We're being joined by Josh Dobbs here on The Morning Show. Josh, um, I touched on it a little bit at the beginning. Uh, you have another project that you're working on uh, that looks like a lot of fun. Uh, I've watched some of the Torchbearer podcast videos because they're also available on YouTube. Um, and there's some uh, familiar names and faces playing a role in that too, which is awesome to see as a as a Vols fan. But tell us a little bit about the podcast itself. What drew you to working on this project, um, and uh, what what you're expecting to do with it moving forward? Yeah, man, like it's gonna be a really good off season. Me and Trey gonna team up. So it's me, Trey Smith, uh, Beach Galloway, uh, who we went to school with at Tennessee. Man, we're, we're on there. We're talking ball talking live, but we're more, more importantly, just giving perspective to what's it like being, you know, an NFL player uh, off the, on and off the field, you know, what we're into and, and our interests on and off the field, man. And just giving and just opening a door and peeling back the crane, giving that perspective. You know, we live such unique lives. Um, Trey and myself, man, like Trey's about to go hopefully to another Super Bowl, man. And I just probably had the craziest NFL journey um, <laughs> that anyone's ever had in the game up until this point. So just being able to provide that perspective and show people what it's like um, living the lives that we do, I think it's really cool and that people love and have enjoyed. And so we'll be able to sit down, man, have have more in-person conversations this offseason, get together, you know, talk about 
recapping the season, talk about our experiences off the field, and talk about building for the next seasons, the next part of our careers and our journeys, man. And so I think, like the, as, as you said, man, like Tennessee ball fans, they love it, man. Fans of the game, they love it. And so it's really cool to be able to provide that perspective. So we'll be, once once the season wraps, we're able to get on a routine basis. And we'll be launching episodes once or twice a week, you know, talking ball, talking shop, talking life, providing that perspective, man, and just giving the people uh, a look behind the curtains of what it's like to be a, a, a VFL, uh, NFL uh, superstars in the league. You'll also learn a little bit about what these guys like in terms of uh... – convenience store or gas station food. yeah we'll have fun with it too yeah we'll have fun with it we yeah. we, have, we have some a lot of bucky fans in the room so if we have any bucky listeners man we'll talk about our favorite bucky experiences without a doubt josh dobbs torch bears go subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast appreciate the time good luck this off season good luck next year thank you no, no appreciate y'all go balls see you buddy go balls all right that was josh dobbs appreciate him for joining us Sam, did you uh, want to hop in and ask about the uh, the end of that Jacksonville, Tennessee game? Because <laughs> there was a part of me that wanted to bring it up, but I almost brought some Titans really. Yeah, I remember. No you know, I, mean, I remembered him talking about it's a new it. era. Yeah, I didn't want to bring up the the fumble slash incompletion. I was just wanted to be like, hey, how many times did you watch the replay? Did, did you think maybe it's like incompletion? Yeah, yeah, I was gonna like, say I didn't. Fumble. I didn't think it was a fumble. I didn't want to think of it. But I'd already gotten on to him about, you know, the Falcons money line bet that he cost me. So I didn't want to be like, hey, by the way, you know, I was also in Jacksonville. I had kind of, you know, patched up that wound a little bit too. I didn't want to take the band aid off. Fair enough. You know? Fair enough. How, 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 how no, I was gonna say, how how much do you think Titans Bill would have loved to have been on this call? <laughs> <laughs> Our Nashville Bureau. We probably would have gotten a lot of a lot of questions about, you know, his time with Mike Vrabel. <laughs> I don't I don't think Titans Bill's a questions type of guy. I think he's a tell people. I think he's been wow. telling Josh Dobbs things. And I'll tell you, Josh, here's what here's what happened. I think that's what would happen. That's what that's what happens when you've got the newly named uh, head of the Nashville Bureau for the morning show. <laughs> that's uh, that's a, that's Titans Bill for you. Appreciate Josh Dobbs for joining us. The Torch or not not the Torch Bears podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, appreciate him for his time. Sam sent us a break. It's the morning show here on Fan Run Radio.